so the focus of this meeting is going to be we're doing backgrounds and shadows apple blossom and quince and the focus of the meeting is going to be reviewing paintings shading brush strokes uh, some of the shadows and the background so uh, what we'll be doing is going over some of the um, paintings and then i'll be doing some demos for you too and let's see let me just double check made a little note here oh yeah i want to talk to you about a little bit of buddha paper or magic paper that's an interesting thing so i'm going to put that right next to me because that can really help you work on your strokes before you even apply it into a painting so that's not so much the amount of water on your brush as it is the type of stroke you have so I just see here, um, Trish and Judith, uh, I just lowered your hands because I think that we already addressed your question. And if, if, we, if I didn't, just raise your hand again or unmute yourself or whatever you'd like to do. So before we move on, what I'd like to uh, talk to you about, just to go over the tools again, and that on the bottom of your screen, you'll see, can you all hear me all right, first of all? Okay. And oh, great, we've got Teresa from Portugal. How exciting is that? <laughs> and then uh, we've, got, uh, we've got Agnes from Albuquerque. I didn't, I'm sorry, I wasn't even looking at the chat over here. So that's part of the problem too, is um, like last week I asked Cindy to be my assistant. And if you'd like to be my assistant again, that's great. Or if somebody else would like to jump in, if, because it's really difficult for me to, uh, do what I'm doing and talk and try to read everything at the same time. So if there is a question that I am not addressing, just um, unmute yourself and ask me. So let's let's see where everybody's coming from. We've got Cindy from Little Rock, Arkansas, and from Naples, Florida. I don't have the name there. And Wilsonville, Oregon. I'll be up. Oh, I won't be in Oregon. I'll be in Washington, Tucson. Hi, Charlotte from Tucson. And Jeannie from Oroville, hi Jeannie, and Emma, hi Emma from Fallbrook, and um, Wilfred from San Clemente, and Trish, she's uh, from down south. Oh, thank you, Trish. She says, according to our calendar, it's the, uh, we are in the third week. Thank you. So we have three more weeks. Thank you so much. I do need help. So I appreciate it. And Agnes, you're in Albuquerque. Wonderful. It's sunny down there. And Teresa's in uh, Portugal. That's really fun. And uh, Cindy, let's see, we've got Cindy and there's, okay, I've tried not to read everything when you're thanking Trish there. All right. And Laguna Beach and Pasadena and Naples and Minnesota. Great. So it looks like we've got a really nice diversity. <laughs> Yesterday we had people that were in the snow and then down in New Zealand. So we had the snow and then burning hot summer. And I, I think we had somebody from Paris too. So it was just a lot of fun to see where everybody's coming from. And it also, I think it's fun for you. So as I was mentioning uh, the tools, so in the lower left-hand corner, just to go over this, you'll see your uh, microphone. And if you're not talking, make sure that it's muted or I'll do my best to go back in and make sure that you're muted. And if you don't want to be seen, there's that little camera right there. Or if you're a black spot there and you don't know uh, how to be seen, click that little camera. And if you don't want to be seen and you don't know those tools just put tape over your camera on your computer 
And if you don't see any of those tools, wiggle your mouse or browser and then you'll see them. Stay away from the little green button there because that's sharing your screen. And then you can see the chat. And also on the upper right-hand corner, you'll see some little boxes that uh, if you hover over them, it'll say gallery view or uh, and enter full screen. And that way you'll be able to see how many students are in the class or you get a broader view of everybody. And that's what's really fun. So let's go ahead and show everybody. I think you, can you all see what I'm seeing here? Okay, good. So it's just really fun to, uh, to get a better idea of everybody. And hi, Lizzie and Teresa and Glenda and, and Betty. You know, I just, I'll, I wish I could say everybody's name, but hello to all of you. All right, so we went over that. And um, with the Facebook group, now we don't have everybody in there, but if you wanted to do that, I try to keep you updated as much as, oh, I do. I keep that very current in there. And my concern was that I was, uh, I don't wanna send out too many emails, but I want to keep you uh, posted on when the meetings are. And because I had one person say that they, they just, there are multiple courses, so you're getting multiple emails. So I could use your input on this because um, if you, I think that you like to get all the emails. If you don't like them, you can always unsubscribe yourself within the course. And, but if you unsubscribe yourself, then you're not gonna get updates on when the next course is or any discounts that I offer. So I, I go back and forth about it. And I used to have you just check on the board when the next meeting is, but I think the reminders are a good thing. Now, if you don't agree, or if you have input, just please write it in the chat box because I'll look that over later and your input is very valuable to me. So, and I think we all know about keeping track of where you are when you are in the class. Uh, let's see, let's just go take a quick look at that just to go over this, and I shouldn't have to do this next time, but just as um, a quick review, once you're in the course like this, let's go down into something, and hopefully, my, okay, right up here where it says complete and continue, you just click that, and I know this is covered in the course, but sometimes people skip over things. And then this little button over here shows you where you are and everything that's checked off or dark is what you've already completed and this is what you have to do in the future. If, um, so let's see, we've got a little chat here. Let's see if I have a question. Uh, oh, thank you, Trish, thank you so much. The reminder emails, even for me, because like this morning, I had a meeting yesterday and I thought, you know, don't forget, I've got a meeting today. So I think the, I think the reminders are good. And like I mentioned, the meeting, I tried to have a go for an hour and uh, a lot of times we go over, but if at the top of the hour, if you need to leave, go ahead and leave. And I'm going to try to end it then. Um, but sometimes we just go over. And you, if you can't make it or you have to leave, you can always watch the re recording later and the meetings are not required, they're optional. And it's just for you to be able to engage with me and other students, that's what I would like. That's the good thing about having the Facebook group because then it gives you a platform to really kind of uh, communicate a little bit. All right, 
So um, again, for people that are really fast and burning through the course, try to apply the techniques into your own paintings and see, see what's happening and uh, how that works for you. And then when it comes to uploading, the apps do not upload the paintings. Come to your browser and upload your um, Facebook. I mean, sorry, obviously. I am like, I'll tell you, I am like a dog that sees a squirrel, you know, because it's like if I see something else, I get distracted. So I'll be like, like this talking. And then if I see something over there, I'll be like squirrel, you know, so I see that what is the Facebook identity? It's actually, if you go in the, in the course, you'll see next to the app where it says the Facebook group. So take a look at that or email me after and let's connect and get you there. I have about five different groups. I have student groups, online groups, and then private groups for our course. And that's the one I'm actually talking about, the private group. So uh, Android stu students, the app does not work. And there is no app for that. You just go to your browser. So I think I've covered all of that. Now, before I get on with the paintings and all that other information here, now, uh, does anybody else have any questions? Anybody need to un, um, do that? Okay. Now let me tell you, show you. Yes, uh, I have a question. Okay. Okay. Um, suppose I've finished the two paintings already and I'm working on something and I'm deciding to put a background in it or not. If oh. I, if, is that something that I can share with you? Or if no. I do then, would it not be able, would I not be able to put it in the contest if I like it well enough to put it, enter it in something? Because you helped me while I was taking a workshop. Well, you know, that's a really, uh, I would, that's interesting because of the, um, the, um, the uh, entering it into a contest that, oh gosh, because what happens is, because normally I would say, just show it to us and, uh, uh, and I'd be happy to see it, but you really don't want guidance from me if you are putting it in a competition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Gosh, I don't know what to say about that just yet. So, you know, how about if you if you if you go ahead and post it to me, put it in the comment box. Just say we discussed this in the um, in the meeting, and uh, uh, like uh, for me not to give you too much information on it. Okay. Can, Alrighty. Perfect. Exactly. Okay. Because I'm you. curious now, Thank and you. I think it's fun <laughs> to see what you've done. All right. So, all right. So what I want to do is just show you this Buddha paper really fast. And what I could do, I was going to share the screen. We might as well on that. But um, let's see. Let's go to this. Okay. So this is Buddha paper right here. And move this over. Or otherwise called, um, it's like a magic paper. And if you just Google Buddha paper, you will find it. So it's what's nice about this is that you don't go through a lot of good paper. So we just get it wet with clean water and then you just make a stroke on that like that and then it'll dry and go away. I think a lot of you already know about it, but in case you don't, this is a good thing to experiment with. And let's see if we get this wet. What's nice about this is that a lot of people paint like a stroke. You know, you try to make a real straight stroke. 
this will give you an opportunity to play with different amounts of pressure and just play with the flow of your stroke, just so you get the idea on that. And hopefully that was helpful for you. Okay, so let's go back into, I'm gonna start looking at the paintings and then I'll do some demonstrations on whatever I think is relevant. Unless you have any questions, uh, just let me know. Yes, Emma, it is like that. It's, it's Buddha, just like that. Buddha paper or magic uh, paper. And I don't have the screen up on that, but if you just Google it and it should come up. All right, let's take a look at some of the paintings. And I'm gonna, I wasn't gonna start with the exercises because we did that last week, but we've got some really interesting submissions. So my plan here is that I'll quickly go through the ones that came in, and then I wanna show you those really interesting ones. And because I would have never thought of really doing more to it than what I've done. And then we'll go through the painting. So I'm gonna go through this part very quickly. And now let's see, there we go. What's wonderful about all of these is how different they are. Okay, and I've already made comments to everybody that submitted these, unless you just submitted last night. So, and doing that negative painting is such a challenge. And also for these circles here, you can always use a template. Like we are using a template, but I'm actually grabbing something while I'm talking to you here. And I'll show you in just a second. But um, those are a lot of fun and doing the salt, the negative painting, and the colors are wonderful through here. So, okay. Like where we make those background things and make that circle, you can easily just get a template or things like that. I never thought about this before because I don't usually do that. But um, my backgrounds are usually very simple, but these would be really easy to use. So let's take a look at those interesting backgrounds that I was talking about. Okay. Because I thought they did such a good job. And this here is from William, our gentleman that we have in the class. And I don't know if he's here today, but uh, you know, we don't usually have very many gentlemen. And so this was nice. I thought this was wonderful to use that and to use the salt like that. And I was just doing something for kids with tape and a great idea doing the snow in the background like that. And these are all those techniques uh, just applied into a small, simple design. And then here's the same thing, dropping the water in, mingling a color, using the circles and the negative painting. So interesting that he took the time to do all this. And then this one too, this is wonderful. Instead of using circles, using hearts, and that would be a wonderful um, thing to do for Valentine's Day or with kids. It's just a, another application to what you were already doing. So I hope you thought that was as, as exciting as I did. I thought it was really neat. Okay, so then let's start looking at the, uh, let's see, let's go into the shading. Make sure that I am not skipping anything that I had in mind. Just have to move it over. All right, so we have a lot of uh, 
sorry, my chair is very squeaky. So um, let's look at these. Now, some of these were, two of them were submitted to Facebook. And it's better if it's submitted in the uh, online course because that way I can keep track of it better. So let's go to the top and start uh, just taking a quick look at these. Now, when we look at this as is right now, the, this shadow is a little dark and that can happen. But once you get that background in, then things start to adjust. And that was my comment to the artist also. So let's just take a quick look at this and I'll try not to, I'm just curious. I think that's as dark as I can make that. Okay, so if we go dark through here, move this up. I think you've already explored this, but you can see that if I try to go dark, this looks a little crazy, this little line that I'm making, but by going dark in the background here, then that's not as noticeable. So that was my comment to that particular artist, and it's not really in a position for them to like write, oops, making another little line here there we go so they've got some good stroking the shadows look a little dark but then again we have to see what happens with your background so when you are doing this try not to go too dark too fast and then here this is just the beginning stage they've got some really nice variations through here so let's see what happens as it develops working on the shadows that's looking great and again, try not to go too dark too fast, which you didn't, you're doing just fine. And then here, you know, I love this little touch of um, opera through here too. That's a nice glow. And I do like your looseness through here. Now, now if what happens is as, as you, the artist is looking at it, you may not want to have a loose look, or maybe you do, I don't know, but I don't want to try to make you be exactly like me. What I want to do is help you bring out more of who you are and, and you know, really help you with your talents there. Now, I love your looseness through here and your blending of that, uh, that yellow color into that water and you've got that soft area right through here. Let's see, we've got a, maybe a question here. Um, Emma, oh, question, yes. Hi, Emma, can you Hi. unmute yourself? Okay. I did, just now. Uh, Brigitte, can we go back to that first one? I remember I, I sent you a question regarding shadows versus shading. This one? Can you hear me? Yes, are we talking about this one right here? Yeah, okay, this one. Is that supposed to be a shadow or shading? This, these are shadows. Because are you looking at your reference photo when you do this? Well, not at this moment, but no. sometimes. But let me ask you this. Aren't shadows supposed to be a little bit darker than shading? Yes. Okay. And that's a shadow. From, of these what? are shadows, right. I uh -huh. actually don't. Um, of what? Is that what you said? At the tip of the very large uh, petal, right up right. here at the top. Okay. Is that a shadow? That's supposed to be a shadow to help give that some form and shape. But that's what shading is for, right? Well, see that hard line is the shadow. 
So, you know what, I think that, uh, you know, I don't have the reference photo um, with me right now. So, and this would be a shadow. So let's, let's continue for right now, because yeah. I think that it would be, I don't think I can answer it in the way that you want right now until we get into the actual paintings to where it okay. makes more sense. Okay, thank you. Okay, well, thank you for the question though. And also thank you for your question. I responded to you, right? I mean, you did, yes. Okay. That, but it's still a little bit uh, murky to me. Okay. All right. So, like, if even if we look at this particular uh, uh, painting right here, see everything that she's got in here. Pretty much is shading. It's trying to give the object form, but then it has no shadows really. I think she tried to put a shadow through here and maybe here, but there it's not darker. So it just it, it's still just kind of adding to the shading and the texture of the flower. And like this one here, now if we look at that shadow in comparison to the first painting, can you see the difference here? How that's a little solid, it doesn't really, your eye just kind of goes to that dark area. And then here in this painting, we our eye doesn't necessarily go to that dark area at the end of the petal, we know that it's, uh, once you get that background in, it'll help it to roll over. But now the eye goes more to the darker areas within the center of it. And then once she starts to get the background in, then you'll balance the painting. Now, when it comes to this particular one that I'm looking at with this light shadow, my only concern was, and um, sorry, two thoughts at one time, was that it's a little raggedy through there and being that like that um it's all pretty kind of sharp lines in there i might lift a little bit of that color out or soften probably more soften those edges because like if we look at how soft this petal is here it has you know the shadows are not as dominant compared to the shadows on that one you see how this this is not easy. This is the big challenge of it. And that's actually why I um, made this more for the advanced because I was a little concerned that people would, uh, it is challenging and that's okay. And it's, you can continue actually doing it. Um, let's see, I am looking for something here. You do have a question on chat. Oh, okay. Do shadows have hard lines and shading doesn't? Well, it depends what kind of day it is, because like you can have, if it's a, a day that has um, like a foggy day, you'll have some soft shadows. And then if it's a bright sunny day, you'll have hard shadows. Does that make sense? Cindy? But for shading, but for shading, it, shading should always have soft edges, right? Shading, yes. What you're doing is giving the object form. Right. That was a that was a question from someone that says iPhone. So I don't know who it was from. Oh, thank you. Um, you shot for me. Lines and shading doesn't. Okay. So as we go along, let's return to this question. Okay. If if it doesn't get answered and everything else, let's continue finishing looking at this painting and then we'll move on. So. What I see here, now the shading, see how that they have this, let's see, I'm gonna go ahead and get a little tool. Maybe that'll help you. 
So if we look at this through here, can you see that just subtle? It's not just blank white of the paper. It doesn't look like the white of the paper over here. It has a little bit of form. Do you see that through here? Right through there. And if you don't pay any attention to these areas, those are the shadows, this is the shadow, that's the shadow. The object is blocking the sun. So it's so a shadow is something that falls behind an object. And the shading is something that gives the object form. And I really like how they handled the darker colors through here and see this really, um, that light pink with that little shadow in there really helps to lift this petal up. So this is excellent. I'd love to see how this develops. And in fact, maybe we will see that in just a second. So let's continue and take a look at the, hopefully that answered some questions for right now. And uh, let's go ahead and take a look at some of these other paintings. Okay, I think, did I, oops. The screen just showed up, the one that I had in front of me before. So let's take a quick look through the, this and maybe we can um, discuss that shading a little bit more. All right, we're just looking at all these flowers that have the background in them. And then I'd like to be able to give you a demonstration too. So we have quite a few of these that came in. Okay, and that's the last one. So let's go ahead and start at the top. So, Actually, I'm going to stop for just a second there. Now, would you like to see a demonstration on the shading and shadows before I go into looking at those paintings? Okay. All right. So let's take a look at that. I just have to get the right, get my camera set up. Which it is. I just have to find the light, right little window there. Okay. So what I have here, I have all these different paintings. And let's see what you can see. And you should be able to see, you see this in a larger size, right? You don't see it in a little tiny box, I hope. All right, so I've got a few of these. Let's take a look. They're, they all turn out very different. So like, these are demonstrations for actual workshops. And when I look at these now, because we have a limited amount of time when we are doing a workshop, so there's only so much I can actually accomplish. So when I look at this one here, I can see that this one doesn't have a lot of shading. It has the shadows, so we can see where the light really isn't hitting, or there's the petal that rolls, and this is the backside or this is the inside of the flower and we have some shadows here and this is a shadow of this petal and these are shadows of the stamens and here is a shadow of this petal, but it doesn't have a lot of shading. So maybe I'll, I'm gonna go ahead and try to move those other paintings to the side for the moment because maybe we'll be just fine with this one. And so, I am gonna go ahead, my thought is here, I'm gonna go ahead and do a demonstration to give you 
because let's say you did a painting and you've got your shadows in and you're thinking, oh, I'd like to get a little more uh, shape to it. So how am I going to do that? We'll do, that's what we're going to do. And then here, the background, we could always do more, but we'll think about that in just a moment. So let's go ahead and add some shading. So, preparing my colors here. I have my little messy palette, which is just fine. I'm gonna go ahead and just mix together everything that I have, which isn't much. It's a very light, medium tint. Now, when it comes to shading, I don't want it to be too dark. And I don't usually have it be green. This is from yesterday's class, but I'm gonna go ahead and use that. I'm gonna add a little French ultramarine uh, blue and a little burnt sienna into it. And I'll see if I like it. And if I don't, I'll just completely wipe it out and do it all over again. So I'm a little concerned that that could be too dark, but again, I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm just telling you every thought I have. Now, some people like to do their shadows first and then come in and do their painting or their, um, their shading, but I like to put my shading on top of the flower and after all my, I like to do my shadows after I've done all my shading because that way I think of it as like a flower on a foggy day and I build the form of the flower first. So I'm gonna use my synthetic wash brush instead of my hockey brush, at least that's my plan right now. And the reason why I'm using that is because the hockey brush is gonna put down more of a puddle of water and I really don't want it to be that much water right now. So I'm gonna go ahead and go over it with a light layer of water. And I could use my number 30 brush and go over it, but this is going to lay down more of an even layer. And that's what I think I could use right now. And when you do decide to add shading in an area, you'll want to continue to the other flower. So let's go ahead and now this petal is attached to that flower. And I'll add a little bit of water over here. And why I'm doing that is because while I'm working on this, the water can start to dull down over here. And then it's not going to, when I apply the color, it's not going to expand and explode over the petal. Now, when I'm thinking about adding my color, I'm thinking, ooh, that might be a little too wet because if I add this, which I'll do to show you, it's, let's see, let's go ahead and add that. It can expand and flow too much. I won't have a lot of control, but I actually kind of like that, so I might leave that in. I think I might leave that in, actually, after all. And I usually want to have a little more control over that so I would have less water. And if I want less water, I'm going to take my brush, maybe even remove the excess water on my towel, and then get it onto the brush, even if it has a lot of water. I've gotten rid of the excess on the towel. And then let's say I want more shading there. You see, hopefully you can see how that gave that more form right there. And let's see, let's go ahead and add a little bit there. Then I'll take my number 30 brush, remove the excess water, and soften any of that feathering color. Now another thing that I'm seeing here is let's say 
I want to have more con a controlled stroke or a combination of a hard and soft edge, then what I would do, let's do that over here. Let's see, I think I, I didn't get water there. Using the same color combination, let's say I decide to go wet on dry, which I know some of you are doing. So we've got this wet on dry, then taking my number 30, removing the excess water, I can come back in and soften that edge. So by doing this, it's not going to continue to spread as much as that, but at least I've got some color there. It's just practice and like here, I don't think I didn't wet this. Let's go ahead and do this. So that was wet on dry. And by doing that, now do you see how your eye just basically kind of goes to those lines? Here, it just kind of became part of the painting. And now with those hard lines, you can really notice that. And I shouldn't be ignoring this like I am because otherwise it can stay that way. So I'll just take the number 30 and soften. So I hope that answers your question because like if the shadows would be focused areas that I would be thinking of contrast and trying to lift one object away from the other, like one petal away from the other. And then um, like even with this, I could go a little darker, but I can continue to work on this. But I think that we should look at the paintings. Does that sound good to you? Or do you want to see more on this? I say we go ahead with the paintings. Okay, thank you. Perfect. That, that helps me a lot. Thank you, uh, Brigitte. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Okay, let me get back over to the right screen. It's going to just take me one second. I have to get through all these windows. And just when I think I have the the window up, it disappears on me. All right, we should have it there. All right, so we're back here and then let's take a look at some of the paintings. Okay, so hopefully even that demonstration would help you have a better idea about the amount of water and moving colors around. Okay, so we went through these already, we just flipped through them, so let's really take a look at them now. Now for this one here, I'm wondering, like if we look at this, can you see how it's skipping over the surface here? It's because your brush is too dry. Now if you're using a, uh, even if you're using a Kalinsky brush, it's skipping over the surface. And we, I'd like to see you try to eliminate some of the brush strokes. So that to me means that you should have a little more water on your surface. In fact, I'm wondering if you're even applying water to the surface because you can see how dry these brush strokes are. Let's take a look at that. So make sure, uh, like I'm thinking if you 
have put water on, even if you put it on the entire flower and it's drying faster than you're working, maybe minimize the area that you're working to just a few petals at a time. And we want to have it be damp, but not really wet. And I'm wondering how much water you have in your palette too. But the big thing is that I think your surface is too dry. And that's why you're getting these lines right here. We want some of that, but not the whole painting like that. Otherwise, it looks over a little overworked there. But you're you you're so close. You know, you you're doing a great job. You've got uh, good strokes in here, but I think we need to get more water on the surface. And I'm also curious if your color that you're using, if you're perhaps using the Daniel Smith French Ultramarine Blue Burnt Sienna, because that turns into more of a grayish black instead of a blue gray. And then in the background here, what I would do is maybe work with, um, let's get some tools there, break up that background a little bit. So if we want your flower to stand out, if you vary the color in some areas, you see how that's darker, that ends up pushing this back a little bit more. Oops, right through there. Then now we start to see the flower better. Okay, so try not to have it be as even in there, kind of uh, work with a variation of color. Your stamens are looking pretty good. They could use, Maybe a little, this is not necessarily it, but they could use just a little more a variation of color in there to sync those. And down here, that's, I'm just thinking if we break that up again too. Then that start actually by adding that darker area in the background, it ends up helping to clean up the flower too. But the big deal for you, the big challenge is working with the amount of water on the surface so it's not as dry. Okay. Let's go ahead and get rid of that and hopefully that helped you. Oops. Get rid of that. And then here, you've got a nice job. You've done a nice job with your values. Nice light water and color through here, a hint of shadows through here. And then even with this one here, this shadow, it's not as dark, so it doesn't distract us. If we are looking at shadows, you start to see this and this area over here. And the background is a little solid, so you may want to lift a little color out. It's just because it's such a large area. So let's just do a couple things. And get, um, I'm just trying to break up. It doesn't have to be exactly like what I'm doing, but just, let's, I'm gonna get rid of that actually. Just want to break up that sameness of the background. And what you could always do is use that, um, what do we call that? That wet media film, that Duralar wet media film. And your shadow here could be just a little bit darker because it's pretty much the same value as everything. So let's go ahead and kind of 
and we don't want it to be really, really straight, and it doesn't need to be this dark. But that little bit there helps to push that back. And let's see, what about if you went darker in some areas? Just so you can get an idea. And these values are pretty much the same, so let's break that up a little bit. And hopefully you can see how that ends up pushing back. I'm trying to move one thing over and I still do this. Oh my gosh. Okay, break up that line. And then for this one here, we've got some great color. The shadows are pretty strong. And that's why I said, try to, we have a light value and then it went dark. So try to have a little more gradually build up to those darker shadows. You don't need to go as dark that fast. And what I would say, just like I did on this example here is trying to add a little more shading in there. So let's take a look at that. Trying to give it a little more form. You can see by, we don't want to overdo it, just a little bit. And you don't even have to do exactly what I'm showing you. It's just like, let's, since we have the opportunity to take a look at it with a few lines on it, then you can get an idea if that's something that you might like to consider. Okay, so something similar, like let's say you had a brush stroke here, what you would do is you would soften the edge with uh, water. So you have to use your imagination when it comes to what you see me doing with these little computer tools. And the other thing here is with that background, you might want to go a little darker or not necessarily have that really. Now this hard line is a little I like the color, but it's a little distracting. So I'm thinking if, if it was mine, what would I do? I might end up putting a very light tint of indigo over it, very light, maybe put the indigo over in this area to push some of that back. And you could even go right over that just to push it back a little bit. And then at, and that would soften that line. And then as you get out into this lighter area, if you just put clean water over this, some of that indigo is going to crawl out and then you'll have that light tint pigment moving across, across that area. And then I would go ahead and do the same thing down here because then remember you don't have to put the, the wash of indigo everywhere. Put it in a, a spot, clean water, and let, it let the pigment travel and migrate through that water to the other areas. Then you'll have a variation of values within that spot. I'd also maybe go a little darker there and down here. And then these darker shadows don't stand out as much. And you could break this shape up if you wanted to or go over it. And for this little stem here, you are a branch. You might even want to go over all of that. So if we even do this, now I think you can see how that flower is starting to really stand out. Okay. All right, and let's move on to the next one. Oops. 
I keep moving my tools, putting them in different places. Now this one, I thought the background was so interesting and light and so pretty here. But I was a little concerned that that background was too light and the attention went right to the branch and not as much the flower. So let's see if we even bring that down here. So this is beautiful shading and you can see how the shadows don't really stand out that much, but these would be softer shadows. Let's look at that line. You can see how it doesn't have a hard line to it, but it's still a shadow. And even here, these are not hard, oops, but they're still shadows. And down here too. All right, my suggestion was to go over the background a little bit, try to tone it down, get it a little bit darker, but not too dark because I love that lightness, but we want to not have the background or the branch be that dominant. So what they ended up doing was tone it down a little bit here, going darker back here. Now you don't see this as much and then it balances through the whole painting. So let's look at both of those, that little adjustment through there. And they went ahead and added those, uh, stamens in there. I think that turned out really nicely. Oops, went the wrong way. Okay, and wonderful job with the color through here. And this one, I think they did a, a great job with retaining the light areas inside the flower and those soft shadows. Because like when I do it, it's actually your personality kind of comes through. My tendency is to have those very clean, hard edges but that's just who I am. And I really like this softer look. I think that turned out very nice. My concern was that the background was distracting, especially this shape, because we have these big petal shapes and then we've got this big shape here. So my suggestion was just like we've already done with many of the other ones, was just to go over it or break it up somehow. And it could be reshaped somehow if she wanted to, or she could put a light tint wash over that. And again, the color could be on the outside and then have a little uh, clean water in the center. Then you still have that really light area and that color would migrate through, but it wouldn't dominate, it wouldn't be as strong. All right, and the same thing down through here. I really like this blue. And then you can go ahead and go a little darker here if you wanted to, and just continue on. It's a really good idea as you do this to put it up and step away and either go to another room or take a walk around the block or get some steps in or whatever you need to do to get a fresh perspective of it. Now, this one, it's uh, a little challenging to see because we've got that yellow cast to it, but it just happens to be the way the picture was taken. And I think the, uh, the shadows were a little dark here, and I'm not sure what the real color was of the background. It has more of that yellow cast, but it was so interesting the way they used that technique of those circles and how they applied it into the background. So my suggestion was to go over it again and tone those down just like we've done everything else and i'm curious if we did that with that tool oops i don't want that one 
just like, let's see what happens. If we push that back, you're still going to see them. And you could take some of those circles and put them in other areas too, because I, I'm a little concerned about it being so similar in that line. Because with those, you can always lift them out, it sounds like, because you've got that template that you're using. It's, it seems like something like that. And here, that light value could compete with this. So let's make it a little bit darker through here. So we're basically repeating the same thing through all of these paintings. And now by going darker, then your flower becomes stronger. You can see it and the shadows aren't as dominant. The reason why this is more dominant is because it's a little flat. Here you've got some variation, but that's so much of the same value going through there. So that, that can be just a tad distracting. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead, just finish this up through here, and then with your shadow on your branch, which you didn't have yet. And I know, I know that you submitted the next painting too. So, but let's just see how different that is. All right, and then let's go ahead and eliminate this. So you can see what it looks like now. And then if we eliminate that and go on to this one, you went darker with your background, which I think is so much more interesting. The other one had a little too much yellow into it. Or isn't, or you went over the background. That's what you did here. Okay. And because it's the same shadow. Yeah. Okay. So it's so interesting. I like that little bit of uh, green through here. And you could even go a little bit darker. And I wouldn't lift out any of those areas again just maybe wash over them if you want to just think about it you don't have to and why i'm thinking about doing this again is to balance your flower with your background okay. because i'm trying to get the attention back over to the flower and not as much on the circles Let's get the shadow in here. We don't want that shadow to, to be really, really straight, just a little curve to it. And you can do a better job than what I'm doing right here, but you get the idea. But I don't necessarily want you to go too dark, but you get the idea, I think. I do love what you've done. I think that's so interesting. Just be careful not to add too many of them. All right. Now here, I like the looseness of that. I'm wondering if this is done on 300 pound paper, the surface looks a little different, a little smoother. And I like that really washed look through here. Nice very juicy brush that's what you used that's what it looks like through here and let's see because you can see that line this line right here shows that there was a lot of water that was used and it went out to the edges so i think you've done a great job love your color through here now one thing we want to be careful of is not having your branch be so straight that's just something to keep in mind for the future and you may want to get a shadow on there. So using the colors that you did for the inside of the flower or your shadow colors and other spaces there. Let's go ahead and break that up a little bit. 
And even by doing that, it breaks it up. Or you could even go over here and then with a clean brush, transition it out. Or what I might do, because I really like this area, and if I wanted to keep this area but push some of it back, I might go a little darker right through here and maybe up there and keep it pretty limited and then use a larger brush with clean water and then pull it out. All right. I think I got rid of my little tool there. Actually, I think I still have this thing. I don't know where that went. There, it's hiding from me. There. Okay, now this is nice and soft. And my concern was that so many of these were about the same size, so I would break it up and I'd have a little more depth in here. So I'd go a little bit darker in some areas, but you've got some wonderful shapes through here. I'll try to do something pretty quickly. Let's go through here. Just change the shape of some of those, lift some color out, or, or go a little darker to push it back. And we just need a little more, if you want to make it a little um, stronger, we need a little definition in there. You can see how it's all the same yellow and it's all the same green in there. Just vary it up a little bit to sink that center back, but you're really right on track. You can see that little tiny bit and it's really your personal thing. If you love it this way and you don't like my suggestions, you do not have to do anything. Just keep it the way you like it. What I'm also thinking right through here is that we can go ahead. Let's, I'm just curious, let's separate that petal a little bit. So I just created another petal. And then I'm thinking, let's change some of those shapes up a little bit. Like I said, you don't have to be like exactly what I'm doing. Just just brainstorming here. Okay, some, I don't love what I did right here, but just to break it up so much so it's not all the same size in the background. Okay. And then this, I really like your background here. And Let's see, I'm thinking, I'm looking at the amount of water that you're using. It looks like you did some lifting through here, which is fine. And what would help me is that uh, if you had a specific goal, like for any of these, if you had a specific goal and you couldn't understand why you weren't getting it, it helps me to know what you're trying to achieve. So again, the color was lifted here and that ends up giving it that softer look. Whoops, let's look through there. So if you wanted, you've got all this foundation here. If you used a lighter value similar to something like this or this, and you could come back in and reapply some of those shadows if you want to crisp up your painting. But you've done a great job, and just like we've done uh, through a lot of the other paintings, you could always go a little darker in your background. I love your color in your background. You don't really have to change it. The only reason why I'd say that is if you want to pull that flower forward and push that background back. That's what I would consider. 
All right, and then here, beautiful and soft, and this, this shadow went a little too dark, and I can see it looks like they tried to lift some color out. It actually looks like they shifted colors, so you can see that this has more blue, and this is a little more gray-black. So when you have a shadow, try to keep it consistent, and obviously they didn't intend that to happen. And this turned out really wonderful, that use of salt in the background, and if they want to bring attention and pull this flower forward, we would do exactly what I've said through all these other ones. We could go a little darker. Let's, let's just, since we have the tool, let's take a look at it. And let's see how it changes it. Because I don't want to get rid of that salt effect that they've got. But let's see how going over just somehow, just I'm thinking like, let's say you put a wash over it or a partial wash over this, and then, then we can see the flower more, but then we still see this darker color. So what I would do then with this area here, this color is try to incorporate that into other parts of the flower. So instead of trying to lift it and trying to make it look like everything else, take some of that color and you could put it in some places through here. Now I know, this color is not the blue of the pen, but the idea. That way we're balancing it. So hopefully that works for you and that you understand exactly what I'm saying there. All right, and then here I think I could use a little more shading like I did on that demonstration, even down here. Get it to that tool. So I think I could use a little shading right through here because that's such a flat space. Let's, now it's not gonna be the stark that you would do it, just trying to show you maybe where you might wanna consider putting a stroke. And when you do this, try, to not, try not to have them all the same length and size. And a little shading through here. And even though I, I love the color and the values through here, let's, get just a little bit of shading through there. And if you're here and you're not exactly sure what I'm talking about, um, just interject. All right, and you could maybe even go a little darker through here. So just that will help give it a little more shape. And you've done a nice job in your background. Leave your back, I think you could leave your background alone. Again, unless you wanna pull this out more, you could even go a little darker in limited areas but you don't need to get rid of all that. And just doing that little bit, your attention goes back to that flower. Okay, we have just a few more, I think. Let's take a look at how many we have and where I am. Okay, we just did that. Oh, good. Oh, we have just a couple more and then we're because we're right at the top of the hour here and then i'll let you go so i love that um color that you've gotten in the background you did a beautiful job with that softness back here now if you wanted your branch looks good too and if you wanted to if you wanted to push that in the background then you would just have a softer edge through the branch but i think you're fine as is so you might soften it there if you wanted to push that back but i i just love what you've done and then the flower could use a little more shape just like we just discussed that have it be a, a soft damp like 
not really wet, a dull sheen, and then just reshape a few little petals. And you have it really light, and then you have a medium, and then you have dark. So we need some in-between values. I would also soften this, this shape here, or these lines, both of these, because that, that hard edge is what can be distracting. So let's see if we just went over that and maybe tried to soften that a little bit. Then I'm trying to think if that little tool will work. That way it, it breaks up that line. Those hard lines can be really distracting. And then for this, what I would do next time, or even now, you could lift those out and just make them a little softer. Just have a little shading there. I know that this doesn't really hide it very well, but hopefully you get the idea. Let's see if I can find a different color. Let's try this. All right. Unfortunately, with this thing, it's, I'm going to see if I can make this even wider. Maybe that will be a little more fluid with that little tool. Okay, and your shadow looks good through here. That looks good. So what I see with you is that you could work a little bit more with having a stroke and softening even one edge. Just go along one side. So you have a combination of the hard and soft uh, shadows. And right through here, you could use just a little bit of, uh, let's see, let's go ahead, a little bit of, shaping through here so it's not so flat. But you did a beautiful job in your background and it's just a little tiny bit of practice for your flower. And then for this one, this is so different and, and beautiful and soft. Now, let's see, I am looking at, I think you've done a fantastic job. I love how you handled the background and your branches. But I think but what I'm looking at right now is that we've got a combination, what looks like almost, um, because this looks actually more like a pine, pine needle to me instead of a leaf. And the reason, the same thing over here, and that was the first thought that came to mind. And the reason why is because of all the lines. So let's say if you wanted to have that be more of a, let's see, let's get in here. If you want that to be more like a leaf shape, then you might want to do a little negative painting around it. I think as a leaf, you might have a little too much detail in there, especially since everything, everything else is so soft. And even making the suggestion, I'm thinking, oh, I don't know if I really want you to go to those hard lines, but when we look at this, it just doesn't have the definition. You've got a little bit, but then, like I said, I thought it was a pine needle instead of it being a leaf. And if I really wanted to have the flower stand out, I might put a little wash over it. We could still see the pink on it. Let's go ahead and do this. Just push it back a little. It all depends what you want to get. And I do think that there is too much. It could be cropped down a little bit. Take a look at that. But I love what you've done. I thought you'd, you've done such a beautiful job with this. You might want to go ahead and add a little more detail. I'm not really 
detail as much as definition through here. I'm not sure if you, let's go ahead and clear this up and expand it. Okay, let's look at that center there. So I'm thinking you maybe you still have the masking on, it looks like that. So then all you need to do is get a little more detail through here and define this. And it doesn't need to be as um, sharp, but I think you've got your masking on, so all you have to do is take that off. So, so what's really interesting about this is again, your, your um, technique is so soft. And if we look at that background, it's beautiful. So let's see, I'm thinking maybe we can go ahead and try to sort of crop it by me just taking it on the screen and moving it around. I'd like to think I could, I don't think I can. Okay, but I would just try to get rid of some of that bottom part because you've got so many wonderful elements in this. Okay, so, all right, everyone. So we've gone ahead and uh, looked at all those paintings and I, I had a couple more, but I think since we are at the top of the hour, the, they weren't uh, apple blossoms, they were quince. So for those of you that need to leave, I'm gonna uh, thank you all for coming, but I, I, I think I'll go ahead and look at those quints if you wanna stick around, or if you have a question, you can go ahead and put that in the chat box. And let's take a quick look at these because there really aren't very many here. And let's go ahead. All right, so we have just a few of them. And that's it. Okay, so let's go to the top here. Now, don't be afraid. Now, this person, I think, was a little concerned that they were making a mistake. Now, don't worry about it. Breathe, turn up your music, just experiment. That's how you're going to get better. And also what I think is happening is as you're doing this, the fear comes in and then we just, you can feel it in your body or just being nervous and don't worry about it. I told them to continue on and then we could take a look at it. So why I show you this is just breathe through it. Don't be afraid of making a mistake. Okay, now here's another painting that was submitted and I thought they did a wonderful job with their whites and their centers and they did a little negative painting through the center there. That turned out really nice and good job with your whites. So it uh, looks like, yeah, they did some painting around there. So that turned out beautiful. And then here, You've got the right idea with your background. I'm wondering, it looks like you've got uh, a generous amount of water in there. So I'm gonna take a look at all that. And if you wanted to give this more shape, so for those of you that haven't gotten here, this is, um, this is all good to take a look at. I'm gonna take a look at this. Uh, let's try this color here and Let's see if I can do this. So you may want to even, like if we just have a little hint of color through there. So the next time we meet, what I would do is probably do a little uh, demonstration on this. So if you go darker through the outside here and you've got some color here, you've got your shadow on, but you need to maybe bring a little bit of color into your shadow to help give it more form. 
go ahead and take a let's step back from this. All right, and if now what happens also with these is that once you work on the quince and the leaves, a lot of times just as is, they look gorgeous. But then when you start adding the background, it's a great exercise and good to do, and and it'll look beautiful. But just about everything looks great with a white background, but it can also look very incomplete. And it can also look like a botanical uh, illustration. So it depends on what you want to try to achieve. So if you wanted this to stand out more, you could even put another wash over the background, but really you've done a great job. You've got the idea. I'm very happy with what you've done. But let's say you wanted to go and get more depth into this. So let's look for just a few little spots that could help us. So like right through there, if you went a little darker, then you see your image more, get a little shadow through here, maybe a little shadow through here, and a few spots. And if we really want this to stand away from that background, I like how you handled all this, but even if you have a light tint of indigo or something going over the background, let's say that would be some color there. Let's say you had clean water there, that color would travel down into this. So we still have some color, but not as much. So you can still see that golden color. And now by doing this little bit, you start to see your fruit more. It doesn't necessarily compete with that background as much. So it really uh, depends on what you're trying to achieve and what looks the best to you because you're the artist. Okay, I love this right through here. That turned out really nice, really crisp through here. And the same thing, if you want to have more depth within this area, you could take some of that background color and try to bring it into some of those leaves. Oh, fussy little computer here. Okay, well, it's not letting me do it right now. I'm sure it'll do it in just a second. But you get the idea. But what I just did in the last one by adding some darker colors here and there, you could take some of a little tint of that background color and add some shading through here. I wish I could get that down. There we go. Okay, so you have more of a blackish color in there. So... We just tint that up a little bit. We don't need a lot. I'm just looking for little areas that you could maybe separate some of those little leaves out. And then we start to see our object more. And you can leave it this way right through here in the background or have a little more definition, but I think you're fine the way it is. So I think it's beautiful. Okay, everyone, did anybody have any questions? No? Okay, would you like to unmute yourself? Everybody's so quiet. <laughs> that was wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Did you find that helpful? Oh, yes, definitely. Okay, good, good. All right, so then... Um, I was going to do it the week after next. I don't even know what is the date next week. Or we're not in February yet, right? No. 
So, um, next week's the week of the 29th. Okay. So, um, February 1st is on Thursday. Thank you, Trish. Sure. So, do you want to try? Uh, do you think that you're going to be far enough along on your quince and your uh, apple blossom for? So, just give it the week after next. Two thousand. That's Did somebody have a question? What do you say, Trish? Going to try. <laughs> okay. Then we'll do it the week after next. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank All you. right, everyone. So I will post the recording uh, on the Glassboard, uh, and I'll also give you a link to the podcast. Uh, which I think is kind of interesting too. That's an audio audio only. And uh, I don't think I'll send an email out on that because I don't want to saturate you. So just come back to the class board. It should be done later on this evening or tomorrow. Okay. Now, how do you get to the class board again? Oh, within the class. Let's take a look. Let's make sure that I I'm have right. to go. Someone's at the door. Thank okay. you very much for a wonderful Thanks, Cindy. Take care. Bye, everyone. And then hold on. Who wants to see the class board? Let's see if I can. It's within the course. I think I actually closed that window. Oh, here we go. So let me see if I can get back to that. All right. So within the class, if we go to the very beginning, you'll see the course opens, the welcome, the Facebook group, getting started. And where is my class board? It's somewhere in here. Right there. Right there. Oh, there. <laughs> I know part of me, I think sometimes I should put it on the very beginning. Uh oh, see, this is why we uh I I have the mute. So <laughs> uh oh, who's got the dogs? Oh, I've got two. Let me <laughs> mute it again. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. So I'm going to mute everybody, and then I will see you all the week after next. Okay. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.